Welcome again, beloved saints of God. Welcome to today's message. And the topic for today's message is a little leaven. But before we get into this message, let us pray. Most kind, righteous, and everlasting Father, Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for another day, another opportunity, Lord God, to read your words, to study about you, Lord God. It is your pleasure when your children study about you, my Father, because when we do that, we start to develop a personal relationship with you. And it is through our study that we see you come alive in the Bible, Lord God. The words are divine, my Father, and so each day we wake up, we read about you, Lord God. We worship you, we think about you, my Father. Each day, Lord Jesus, our lives internally we are changing, my Father, and so it radiates on the outside, my Father. Bless our walk with you, my God. Open our understanding so that we might be able to understand you, Lord God, to understand your words, Lord Jesus. Give us knowledge, my Father. Bless us with wisdom, my God. Pour out your knowledge and your wisdom and understanding upon us in this last hour. I pray that this message will be a blessing, O God, and that it will open the minds of our children, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you will pour out your spirit upon all of us, my God, and that this seed, Lord Jesus, it will bring forth fruit, my Father. Let your will be done, my God. Glorify your own name, Lord Jesus. Let your eyes shine, my Father, upon my ministry, Lord Jesus. Let your mighty hand be outstretched and be protected over my ministry from the enemy, my Father. Allow people, Lord Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, to come and to listen to these divine words that have been spoken so that their lives can be changed by your power. Let your will be done. Glorify your whole name, Lord Jesus. This is what I ask in your name. Amen. So today's message is a little leaven, right? And we know that, you know, a leaven is something that is yeast you know where you we you used to um to bake right so we are going to in the bible leaven is mentioned a lot in the old testament and in the new testament as well but we know that leaven is mentioned a lot in the old testament why because the bible uses leaven as a comparison to sin so today we are we're basically looking at a little sin like a little leaven in your life a little sin in your life that little sin in your life that's what we're going to look at today so so basically what the topic means is that little sin in your life you know that the tiny sin that you have that you have been covering up that you have been pretending you know, lying to yourself that the Lord doesn't see. We know that his eyes are everywhere and we know that the darkness is just like light to him. His eyes are all over. So that little sin that you have hiding that you think that most people might not know about, the Lord sees. 
right? The Lord sees everything. So the topic for today is that little leaven, that little sin in your life, right? So in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 6 to 8, that is the main study for today. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 6 to 8. And the word of God says, your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out therefore the whole leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So here, the Bible is saying that a little leaven leaven leaveneth the whole lump. So basically, a little sin destroys the entire body or that one person that one sinful person that is in the body of Christ who is who is committing sin and the church knows about it and they don't rebuke that person that one person can destroy the whole body because we know that if our our God he sees everything and if that one person is it is in the church that is committing sin and the church knows about it and they don't rebuke that person they don't the, the bible says that we should not even be friends with those people you know those brothers are those sisters who they sin their 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 walk with Christ is is not right we should not be friends with those people right rebuke them and if they change if they don't change, you should not, we should not even be friends with them because that sin that they have on them, you know, it can affect our walk with Christ, right? Our walk with Christ, we need to be blameless in the presence of God. And so here the Bible is saying that, you know, a little thing, a little leaven, it leaveneth the whole lump. So that one sin that you have, it can destroy your whole body. Or that one person that is sinning in the church, it can destroy, it can allow, it can grieve the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. And it, it can grieve Him because we know that we should be blameless in the presence of God and in our walk with Christ. So we are going to look at a little leaven. And also we are going to look at how the Bible, all the things that are, have been spoke, spoken in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, we know that most of, most of it is referred to our Messiah. So we are going to go back into the Old Testament and see how they refer to our Messiah. Right? So the Bible says that we should search the scriptures. Right? Our Messiah said that we should search the scriptures because he's there. Right? Even in, in the Old Testament. So a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Sin, when tolerated, excused, ignored, indulged, is like an infection. Just as how you put the little leaven in the in the in the in the in the dough after a while you know it rises that's how it is sin when you when you leave it untreated you excuse the sin you ignore the sin you indulge in the sin it is an 
it is an infection and it will it will destroy your body it will destroy your entire walk with Christ it will destroy if that per if it is a person that is causing that is sinning in the body in the church it can allow for the whole church to be corrupted you know that's how it is sin is like an infection you know so we know that leaven is a substance like yeast that when you you know put into the dough it spreads throughout right and we know that sin it spreads right if that's why um the bible says that whenever you know you 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 it speaks about i don't quite remember I don't quite remember the, the 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 verse like bad company corrupt good manners. I think it's something like that. So it's speaking about you know um, whenever we are friends with some people, you know, it corrupt over um, over a time it will corrupt you. So the Bible is saying that sin. It is very it is very infectious. It depends on the relationship that you have with the person. It is infectious. So we need to be on guard, right? And we need to rebuke people when they are so comfortable in their sin and they and they believe as if it is okay, as if you know God is not seeing. But we know that our God is highs, our everywhere. So the Bible clearly talks about sin as it compares it with 11. So we're going to go to James 1 verse 15. Where it, in, this, in, this, in this Bible verse, it is speaking about sin. That's, that sin grows relentlessly. So we're going to James 1 verse 15, right? Let's go there. When you listen to these messages, saints, you need to have your Bibles because I've never I've never done a message without the Bible because whatever I'm saying, you know, I need to back it up with scripture. So you need to have your Bibles so you can read along, right? Don't just take my word for it. Have your Bible so that you can see read what i'm saying right and even you can the lord can give you revelations as well so you know it is good to um, participate with your bible right the word of god says that james 1 verse 15 then when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished bring it for death right so the first of all sin starts starts with a thought right and once it comes with a thought first that's how the devil works he's not going to just throw you into sin like that you know he's going to he's going to taunt you first the sin comes with a with a thought first right and once you once you 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 agree on the thought right you keep that thought you don't rebuke the thought like say for example there's a a a thought that comes in your mind and you you strike it down you say i rebuke your thought in the name of jesus that's what you should do but uh, say for example a bad thought came in your mind 
you know and you, you, you what the enemy what he he, he he knows our our emotions and our he, he, he studies the human being so he knows so whenever a thought comes into your mind and you you accept that thought you know you 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 enjoy that thought then he's going to he's not going to stop because he sees that you like that whatever has um, came into your mind so he's going to continue with that thought and he's going to taunt you taunt you taunt you until it becomes an action right but we know that the sin itself the thought itself once you 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 I'm not I'm looking for the perfect word but I can't I can't find it that thought once you accept it as your own then I can't find the word. Once you accept it as your own, we know that a thought, even a thought, is a sin, right? Because the Messiah says that even if you look at a woman, right, and look, it is sin already, you've committed it in your heart. So if you, if the devil gives you a thought and you accept it, you think upon it, right? That is sin in itself already. So, but he's going to use you to, to, he's going to use that thought to taunt you so that you put that thought into action. That's what the Bible is saying here, right? So, so, so James 1 verse 15, it says that when lust hath conceived, conceived means that it bring forth, that is the thought that is being conceived. So the, a, a, a lustful thought, you know, came into your mind, right? And when you hacked upon it, it bring it forth sin because that is this action of the sin. And then when you sin, when you, com- when you complete the action of that thought, it leads to death it bring it for death now death mean here that you will not just physically die you will not just fall down and die this is a spiritual death right because this is what the enemy used in the garden right he told him that you will not surely die right so if at that point realize that the and if she eat of the fruit she will not just fall down and die at that same moment so that's what um, death here means it's not speaking about physical death it's speaking about spiritual death. we all know eve in the hand realized that she did die right she died spiritually immediately because she committed the action she sinned so she died spiritually immediately after she did it and physically after some years so she both she died she did die right but we know that the devil he deceives he lies and he puts some lies with the truth together so when you when a thought comes into your mind and you think upon it you accept that thought right you put it into action then comes for death so sin is like that right that is sin that is sin to the t that is sin so the enemy knows that he will have to give you a thought that you like right and then he he, he will just give you you know he, he, he fix it up a little you know make it seems exciting he's not going to tell you the consequences you know yeah oh you will not surely die that's what he told eve right and eve believed right 
And we and because of that, we're this because of that, <laughs> the whole world is where we are today because of that one sin. So we know that sin grows relentlessly, just as the leaven. When you put it in the dough, it grows, it spreads. So it it it. it Allow it, it's an agent inside of it that allows it to, 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 to grow, for that dough to grow. So we're going to look at how sin spreads, right? So we're going to go to Romans 5 verse 12. Because remember, the leaven is sin. It's just the Bible uses it as sin. Only the Messiah compared the, the kingdom of God to leaven. But that, I'm not there yet in my walk, so... When, I'm, when I reach that level, the Lord will reveal what he means about it. But we know that our Messiah, is whatever he speaks, you know, is pure wisdom. And it's only the Holy Spirit that can reveal to you what he, what he was saying, right? So we are going to look at Romans 5, verse 12. This speaks about how sin spread insidiously, right? So, verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all, for, for, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So we know, we just spoke about the devil, you know, in the garden. Of course the devil will not, would not tell Eve. He knew what would happen. Of course he would not tell Eve that if you eat of the apple, the whole human race would die. And, uh, and you would be thrown from the, gar- um, the garden. You know, the Lord will multiply your sins in, in, in conception and in giving birth. He did, he did, he didn't say all those things because, you know, Eve would have realized, but he told her, he, tw- he told her that, you know, if you eat of this, you will be like God's knowing good and evil and all sorts, right? And that thought, it enticed her. So she took the plunge and because of that, because of that one sin, sin entered into the entire world, right? And, and because of that one sin, death ran in, 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 the, in the veins of human beings. And so we die, right? We died spiritually and, and physically because of that one sin. And we know that the sin of pride puffs up. So just as how the leaven will puff up the door, <laughs> that is our sin, the sin of pride puffs up. So we are going to go to 1 Timothy 3 verse 6 where it speaks about pride, that our pride puffs up, right? We know that the father of pride is the devil because that's what caused him to, to fall, right? That's what caused him to fall. So let's look at 1 Timothy 3 verse 6 and it says not verse 5 for if a man know not how to rule his own house how shall he take care of the church of God not a novice lest being lifted up with pride he fall into condemnation of the devil alright so here it is saying that you know we should not allow pride to puff us, you know, to, to 
pride puffs up, you know. We don't we should not allow that. And knowledge as well. When you there are certain people in the church when they have a certain amount of knowledge, you know, they puffs them up. They believe that they know all things. They don't think that they can receive correction. So we know that pride is is a very serious sin. All sins, you know, is serious, but pride the Lord does not like a prideful person because that's how the devil he is. He's very prideful. And he looks at himself, you know, he, 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 he thought. When the Bible says that when he, we're going to go to Isaiah because it says that. Isaiah 14, verse, verse 12. Let's see what Isaiah says. That's why I love the King James Version because... It le- you read one and then it leads you to the other. So it gives you a very good um, meaning of, of what the, the, the Bible is actually saying. But hold on, I've lost it. Yes, see, he speaks about Lucifer here because he says that not a novice, less being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. And so the King James Version points to Isaiah 14, verse 12. And Isaiah 14, verse 12 says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which thou weakens the nation? For thou said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Right? So here it, 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 the Bible speaks about pride and it also points to Lucifer. So we know that he's so prideful. Right? So, and we know that pride puffs up. So this is the, the, um, the, some of the Bible verses where the Bible speaks about pride, um, um, speaks about leaven as sin. So we know that whenever leaven is mentioned in the Bible, Actually, it is mentioned 22 times in the Old Testament and 17 times in the New Testament, right? It is always, it all, almost represents evil or sin, right? The first instance in which the word is used is in Genesis 19 verse 3, where we see that in Genesis 19 verse 3, it speaks about the angels that visited Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, right? And they came, the, um, Lot invited the angels to his house, right? And he did bake unleavened bread and they did eat. So that is the first reference of, 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 of um, unleavened bread, right? But we're not talking about unleavened bread. We're talking about leaven, right? But it, it, we know that unleavened bread, it represents our Messiah. So here the Bible speaks about leaven and unleavened bread. So unleavened bread represents our Messiah. We know that the leaven is sin, right? And unleavened is without sin. So we know that that is the Messiah, right? It speaks about... Um, in Exodus 
12 verse 15 this was just before the passover in which god destroyed all the firstborn in egypt but he speared the the firstborn of israel in the last of the 10 plagues he visited upon is upon egypt so we know that this is another the lord gave them instructions about it here in in um Exodus 12 verse 15. So we are going to just take a quick look at that. Exodus 12 verse 15. It says, Seven days shall he eat unleavened bread. Even the first day he shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from his rest. So here the Bible speaks about unleavened bread in Genesis 19 verse 3 and in Exodus 12 verse 15. So here it speaks about us, the people in those days, they had to eat the unleavened bread, right? So just as most things in the Old Testament points to our Messiah, the unleavened bread does as well. So I want to do a series, a study on the Old Testament, and we are going to search, right? This is so exciting. We are going to search the Old Testament for our Messiah, how he comes alive in the Old Testament. So that is an exciting series that I'm about to start. And I can't wait because it it is so exciting to search all throughout the Old Testament and we see how our Messiah, everything that they did, everything that they, they spoke about, you know, was significant to our Messiah. So we are going to do a series on that, right? So just as our in the Old Testament, most things points to Jesus. The unleavened bread does as well. In the New Testament, Jesus refers to himself as the bread of life, right? In John 6, verse 51, Messiah says, I am. He is the bread of life, right? We know that. He is the bread of life. So we're going to go there. John 6 verse 51 and it says that and the Messiah says I am the bread I am the living bread which came down from heaven if any man eat of this bread he shall live forever and this bread that I will give is my flesh which I have give for the life of the world glory to your name Lord and so here is speaking about the bread he is the bread of life he is the unleavened bread of life right so we know that so that's why you know with the communion you have to use unleavened bread with wine you know with the with grape juice sorry not wine grape juice pure grape juice with unleavened bread that is what they used to represent the body and the blood of the messiah and we know that the communion you know it is it is something that you should do we should do regularly the messiah says that 
Do this as often as possible in remembrance of me. So in your walk with Christ, you need to do it. I do it every Sunday, if possible, most Sundays. I do it by myself, you know, and it has strengthened my relationship with, with, with the Lord because we need to, know, to, to re- remind ourselves of the great, of the great sacrifice that the Lord um, did for us. So when you do it, you know, you say, the Bible says that we should do this as often as possible. Some churches do it every year or every month or what, but we should do it as often as possible. You know, if you can do it every, every Sunday, every time, you can do it, right? Make sure you have your grape juice and you have your, 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 unleavened bread and you partake in the communion with the Lord and you know you say Lord you know I do this as often as I can in remembrance of what you went through in remembrance of how you sacrificed yourself of how you bled for me and for for the for the world you know you do this and the Lord will bless you he will bless your walk and he will bless your relationship with him because it is vital this is vital for us. Every, every instruction the Lord has given us, we should do it, right? Because he, is, he knows why he gave us, um, you know, this instruction. He, he, he told us in the Bible that we should do it as often as possible, right? In remembrance of him. So whenever you partake in the communion, you're doing it, showing that you, you know what he went through and that you remember of all the things that you went through and that you you're grateful for for all that he went through for you so that is another um thing you can do to but remember that if you're living a life that is not right with God you cannot partake of this right because the bible says that if you're if if you're not if you if you're in sin and you do it you know it is not good it is very serious because you're actually you know you're partaking of the the body and the blood of the messiah so if you're not walking right with God it is not for you to do you have to wait until your walk with Christ is blameless and then you can do it do it i church tell people that oh you can just know this is very serious anything pertaining to our lord is very very serious it is not a play game saints if you want to do this make sure that your walk with christ is 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 blameless you have to be blameless in his presence so that when whenever you partake of it you know there's nothing that is going on in darkness that you know the lord can bring up in front of you Right, we know that we are all sinners, yes, but there we, we have children of God, their walk is blameless in the presence of God, they, they're not doing anything behind closed door, right? But you need to make sure that your relationship with Christ is, is blameless, you have to be blameless in His presence for you to partake of it. If you're not then you can ask the Lord to allow you to become, you know, pure in your walk with him. You have to be pure. The relationship that you have with the Lord should be pure. And then you can partake of the communion. I'll do a, a study on the communion as well. All right? So 
this is my little study upon you know on leaven right so we we know that sin is like a leaven and we know that you know a little leaven 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 at the whole lump right and we know that whenever you have a little sin inside of you a sin that you indulge that you excuse that you tolerate we know that that sin it can corrupt the entire body or if that is a person in the church that is committing sin you know that is doing wrongs and the church knows about it and they don't rebuke they don't tell that person to leave you should tell them we, we should tell them to leave go and work out your problems with the lord because that person will allow the church to fall right they will allow the the church to come under under burdens because we need to be pure in the presence of god and especially if that person is a leader in the church if you're a leader and you're and, and you are sinning how how will the church grow you know how will how will the church have the spirit of god in there especially if you're a leader right you know that they're wicked yet they're calling upon the name of god as if as if it is it's a game this is very serious the things of god is serious you don't play with those things don't play with things of god the name of god and things pertaining to his kingdom and his gospel you don't do that it's best if you're in the world. Don't say you come in the body of Christ and you try to corrupt. Yes, the devil will send his people to do that. But we know that there's a swift judgment for those people. But if you're doing that, it, just as how the, the pastors now, they're pretending, you know, calling upon the name of God. And, and, they're, and they're, they're, they're secretly serpents. They're sepulchers. They're outside they seem righteous but inside they're unclean they're filthy those people why you think the messiah rebuked the pharisees so much the scribes and the pharisees because they were just like those like these pastors now the pharisees the modern day pharisees that's what they are modern day pharisees act as if they're all righteous but they're just like sepulchers right so you you have to Make sure that you, you're walking blameless in the presence of God. You're not doing some, some sin that you, know, you cannot break. You have to ask the Lord to allow you to do that. The name of God is holy and pure. Don't use it in vain. And don't think that you can sin. Oh, um, God is all merciful and he's all forgiving. Don't do that. Because the first time you sin, you know, maybe it happened. But the second time, it is intentional. And we know what God says about um, the sins that you do daily, right? The, those things that you know it is wrong, but you're doing it. We know what he says about that. So there's no forgiveness for that because you know already that it is wrong. The first time you did it, you, he forgave you if you asked for repentance. The second time, it is intentional. You're doing it because you like it. So you need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling and make sure that you're blameless in the presence of God. Ask him. He's there. He can deliver you from anything. He can deliver you from any sin.
any, 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 any chains that are binding you. So I hope that this message opens your eyes. And I hope that it blesses your hearts. Right? And awaken your spirit in Jesus' name. Remember to read your Bibles, right? Search for the Messiah in the Old Testament. He will reveal himself to you. We are going to start a series about searching for the Messiah in the Old Testament to see how he comes alive, right? And that is so excited. I'm so excited about that. So I hope that this message, it will bless your heart. I hope that it open your minds and awaken your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.